Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hey there, Mike Williams with Genesis, and welcome back again to our latest episode of Investor Insights. You know, we're going to call this one uh, the perfect storm. Um, I imagine the words maybe cause a little flutter in your heart rate as it relates to markets and investing and your money and your retirement. Whenever you hear the words, a perfect storm, we've been trained to immediately pay attention. Um, Not only have we been trained to immediately pay attention, but the media has it down so well that they've got the right type size, the right type set the right spacing on the headline page, and it's perfect because it gets our attention every time. Uh, And it makes us think stupid things like, oh my God, I have to do something right now. Um, You know, after 30 years of helping clients, I can tell you that whenever you think you have to do something right now, uh, many more times than not, it is a sign that you're about to make a mistake that, oh, somewhere between six months and two years down the road, you will look back and regret. Uh, but, but before we get to the perfect storm thesis, I want to read uh, a definition of the perfect storm from a gentleman by the name of Sebastian Unger. He, stru- he described the perfect storm as such, and I quote, Perfect storm may happen only once in a century, so rare a combination of factors that it could not possibly have been worse, unquote. Now, uh, anyone who's been paying attention to news uh, over the past six months to five years will recognize that we have heard a perfect storm tens of thousands of times. In fact, I'm going to read from a morning note I sent to everyone last September. Uh, It was uh, September 16th, to be exact. It was my birthday. Um, And it described how we were likely in for a little bit of a setback. And indeed, if we did get one, it would be a positive in that we could take advantage of better prices. Now, for totally for another podcast, just so you know, the next two weeks in the market, the, went, the market went down for about 15 days, scared the pants off of everyone, and then formed a low and then rallied back immediately. So indeed, the sell-off was an opportunity. But be that as it may, I want to point out to you that a perfect storm, if you Google it, uh, a Google search shows that at least 48,000 perfect storms have hit our economy since the middle of last summer. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Remember the definition. uh, A perfect storm may happen only once in a century. So rare a combination of factors that it could not possibly have been worse. Now, oddly enough, since last midsummer, call it July 1st, Google shows us that nearly 50,000 perfect storms have unfolded around the world. 
Uh, here's a sampling of what was passed along. A perfect storm is heading toward the British housing market. A perfect storm of low prices are hurting the palm oil industry. A perfect storm for those bearish on the price of corn and soybeans. A perfect storm hitting the teenage job market. A perfect storm of fundamentals in the platinum market. A perfect storm threatening China's economy, get this, in 2016. A perfect storm of global investment threatening emerging markets. A perfect storm pushing gold prices higher. And here's my favorite. A perfect storm of Chinese manufacturing and Argentina's currency problems are threatening Europe's economy. Now, if you can, if you can track that sentence and its global footprints across planet Earth, then, uh, boy, more power to you. Uh, and that's just the economy. Now, keep in mind, there were not just perfect storms in economic terms. There were others. There was a perfect storm that struck Saskatoon's public transit system. There was a perfect storm that hit a college football game in North Dakota. There was even a perfect storm that caused swarms of mosquitoes in Texas. Now, here's the ridiculous part about all of this rhetoric. Uh, in 99% of all those situations that Google will show were reported as perfect storms, the words perfect and storm could have simply been replaced with, quote, some stuff happened, unquote. I guess the point to all this is we need to recognize that the, that the model of how we interpret news and events and important uh, situations has been so uh, rapidly and uh, terribly destructured. Uh, we, we have come to operate like monkeys in a cage. Uh, the media recognizes what we respond to. Wall Street recognizes what we respond to. Remember, uh, the primary purpose of many firms on Wall Street is money has to move. It's a, it's a toll booth process. Uh, we once uh, joked that um, the Wall Street marketing process is get all the water on one side of the bathtub, and as soon as all the water is on one side of the bathtub, express very quickly and with bold terms and things like perfect storm fears that the water should actually be on the other side of the bathtub. Uh, and, of course, eventually it will all go to the other side of the bathtub. Uh, now, it's important that we understand this, this perfect storm uh, media hype is not just innocent uh, chatter anymore. It causes people to do things. Uh, it causes investors to sell in panics. It causes people to think that indeed there is a perfect storm for forming. And when we uh, sort of relate what a perfect storm means, it's terribly destructive in our mind. So we almost without thinking 
fear that some terribly destructive thing is unfolding somewhere that will somehow hurt us. Uh, and it causes us to do things that, unfortunately, we almost always regret later. But here's the kicker. Uh, J. Paul Getty was quoted as saying this, no one can possibly achieve any real and lasting success or get rich in business, and I would add investing, by being a conformist. Remember those thoughts when we all itch in our mind to, quote, sell something because it's not working, unquote. Something to keep in mind here is this. All great investments have many periods where they are, quote, not working. They are indeed no fun as they unfold. Strangely enough, most of those periods recover. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes a lot of time. Now, indeed, a small percentage do not recover. Over time, with diligence and patience, it all tends to work out if we are willing to see things a bit differently than the rest, than the rest of the crowd. We need to understand what J. Paul Getty said. We can't be in the crowd. We can't act like the crowd. We can't think like the crowd. We can't think what is uh, consensus and expect to outperform or get wealthy when the crowd or consensus generally does not lead you there. It's like our mothers told us when we were young. If we want a different result from everyone else, we have to be willing to do something different than than everyone else is doing. Uh, so how does that relate to the world today in the markets? Well, like last September, I would argue that we may indeed be on the cusp of another little shakeout. It's summertime. It's slowing down. It's going to get boring. The news is going to take up a lot more chatter space, if you will, because there's a lot less going on. Many will be hitting the roads. Many will be going to the airports. Kids will be getting out of school. People will be visiting parents and grandparents and family members, and we will quickly be forgetting about all the stuff we stress out about because we will be on vacation, if not literally, at least mentally, even if we're still in our office. Uh, you'll recognize that you'll start feeling lazy. You'll want to leave office early. You'll uh, kind of start phasing out in the afternoon because it's nice and warm and sunny outside and all your buddies and friends and family members want to go on vacations and trips and barbecues and have a cold drink outside and forget all the stuff that workers have to tend with and even more important that investors have to pay attention to. And given that we've become a push-button society, this idea of reacting to a perfect storm is easy to do. It's easy to hit the sell button. It's easy to open up your online trading account and liquidate your mutual fund. It's easy to quickly get off track from what your financial plan should be. That's some of the negatives of technology today. It allows us to operate quickly. I, uh, I always tell my clients that 
when I was much younger, 30 years ago when I started in the business, I actually had to take out a prospectus of a mutual fund. And by the way, back then there were about five or 600 of them, not 10,000. But I used to have to take it out and unfold it and go page by page through it to explain to a client what a mutual fund was and why they would invest in it and how they gained from it. I, I mean, it's fascinating. Uh, I, I'm terribly grateful for having been able to grow up in this industry and watch how much it has changed. But what has happened that I've noticed is that the results of the client, thank God not for ours, but the results of the average investor have fallen almost at the very same pace that technology and access to information has increased. Uh, in other words, the more we're able to learn about perfect storms, all 48,000 odd of them since last July, the more we know about perfect storms, the poorer our decision making has become. And we know that because the results have performed badly. Uh, again, I reiterate, you may have heard this in some of our previous episodes, but over and over again, history teaches us one thing. The average investor in the mutual fund world gets about 30%, and that's on a good year, of what the market actually produces over time. Uh, we call it the investor emotional negative response. It's a cost. You, you get this penalty, if you will, of overall results versus what the crowd actually receives. And the difference is, is the crowd doesn't allow the market to unfold as it will. Uh, the crowd has lost patience. So remember what J. Paul Getty said about all these perfect storms and the crowd and the manner in which the general consensus reacts to these fears overblown as they may be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this episode with that quote again. No one can possibly achieve any real or lasting success or get rich in business, and I add, or investing, by being a conformist, unquote. So think about that. The idea is to build a plan, stay focused on the long term, stay on your path, Stay focused on your goals, be patient, allow the markets to unfold, and do not get thrown off by many thousands of perfect storms ahead. We hope this has been helpful for you. Thanks again for uh, spending some time with us. Join us again soon on our next episode. And until then, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant. Have a great day.